Yeah, and it's like we're at a stage now where basically like it's pretty much like the end of the world sort of thing. And you don't really know what's going on. You don't know what why this has escalated so much and like they're saying because this is like a couple of years later or something. I love stories that skip to the interesting part and then tell you retroactively why it's interesting. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name's Dom, one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about the new Tom Clancy action film, Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jolie Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell and Guy Pearce. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's really serious. It's very, very serious. I'm being really serious. It's very serious. It's really serious. It's really serious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is... Um, it's just come out on Amazon Prime. It was originally due to be in the cinemas, I think, sort of October last year. Okay. And then Amazon bought it um, and put it out. It's been in development hell for a really long time. Really? Yeah. So <clears throat> to give some of the background to this, essentially what this is, so it's a Tom Clancy-based uh, property, but what it is, it's about a character called John Clark, who is part of the Jack Ryan series. Yeah. Um, and in the Jack Ryan series, he's like... He's the the field operative. He's the guy who goes out and actually does the 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 action stuff. Yeah, and and that's kind of like Tom Clancy was preserving Jack Ryan as being no, he's the analyst. He yeah. doesn't do the action stuff. Whereas in the movies, the Jack Ryan movies, they always try and make him into the action star. Okay, but in some of them, when they're following the books closer, they bring in John Clark and he can do the action stuff. Okay, so for those who don't know, Jack Ryan is like the protagonist of lots of like, particularly in the nineties, there was lots of movies came out. So we had. Um, the Hunt for the Red October, Jack yeah. Ryan, which was, he was played by Alec Baldwin. Then you had uh, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, where he was um, Harrison Ford. Yeah. And then in Clear and Present Danger, we had John Clark in it, and he had quite a big role in it, and he was played by Willem Dafoe. Right. And then you had The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, and then in that, they had Lee Schreiber playing um, John Clark. Got albeit you. in a quite a small part. Okay. Um and that was in two thousand two and then it sort of sort of died to death for a while. And then in twenty fourteen they made Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I never saw it. I heard it. Yeah. Uh, so, well I heard about it, but So Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit was is had Chris Pine playing Jack Ryan and okay. it, was, it went back and did like a new retelling of Jack Ryan's origin story. Because the idea is that he was a Marine who got a back injury and then became a CIA analyst. Okay. Yeah, but he's like, he's a genius savant who can see patterns where no one else can see them. And yeah. He can anticipate global politics and all this stuff. But they go back right to the very beginning and you see the whole origin story, but they reframe the origin story so that he signed up to be a Marine as a result of 9-11. Oh, okay. So they sort of recontextualize it. Yeah. In that, they then had, um, what's his name? Superman's dad. Michael Keaton. Kevin Costner. No, not Michael Keaton. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, yeah. Kevin Costner turned up in that as like the shady recruitment guy from the CIA who then recruited Jack into being in the CIA and being an analyst. The idea was he was going to be like the Nick Fury type and be the connective tissue and they were going to make a John Clark movie. Okay. With Kevin Costner reprising his role in that and then at some point build to a shared universe because it was 2014 and everyone was trying to build to a shared universe it's what everyone wanted so that's what they were going to do and then they cast um, Tom Hardy was going to be uh, John Clark right 
Shadow Recruit came out wasn't particularly well received um, and kind of just died a death because it was just it was very mediocre and it was, it was fine Chris Pine was good um, but it was kind of just a nothing film and so it all just sort of died a death they've then since rebooted Jack Ryan again with the Amazon TV show with John Krasinski yeah which is really good yeah um but the whole idea of doing the John Clark thing sort of fell by the wayside. And then it again went through redevelopment and redevelopment. And eventually, Michael B. Jordan got attached to it. And then it got redeveloped. They got uh, Tyler Sheridan, is it? Yeah, Tyler Sheridan. Came in to rewrite the script. Um, and they made Without Remorse. And Without yeah. Remorse is the origin story of John Clark, written mm-hmm. as a book by, John, by Tom Clancy. Um, but it was written like after the fact, like he'd already appeared in a couple of the Jack Ryan books. Okay. And people were like, he's just this mysterious spook. We don't know anything about him. Where did he come from? What was his backstory? And he then went back and wrote, okay, you want to know about John Clark? This is his origin story. Okay. And that's what Without Remorse is supposed to be. Got it. Um, but yeah, so that's, we've ended up with this movie. Yeah. Um, it's all right. (laughs) That's that's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like there is, it's you know, it's it's fine. It's what it said to me was that it's a fun. Uh, it's kind of gone back to those like eighties, nineties. Yes, yeah, it feels like, very much action, yeah, thrillery type. Yeah, like, it feels like plot, a Tom Clancy thriller thing because yeah, yeah it, there are, there are certain plot beats that it hits. Yeah. And you can see it all coming a mile away. Yeah, the plot's paper thin. Like, everybody in it is super serious all the yeah. time. Apart from that one weird scene on the plane. Yeah. And, yeah, everything's super, super serial all the time. And it's exactly what you would imagine. Like, I think... <laughs> We're going to have to change the name of this podcast to If It Were a TV Show. Because Everything we if say. This were, if this were a TV show and this was the pilot, yeah. I'd be completely sold. Yeah. I'd be like, brilliant. Bring it on. Give me eight more of these a year yeah. for three years yeah. until Amazon cuts it off. Yeah. But. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. It's just, yeah, it's. I was really looking forward to this because it's, mm. it's been going. It's been because you know a lot more about. Like this is my second entry into like the Jack Ryan Tom Clancy yeah like cinematic universe sort of thing yeah. So the only other thing that I've seen is season one of Jack Ryan, and even that I don't remember watching. I don't remember it vividly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think like my, my both my dad and my granddad used to read the books, and sort mm. of they would then watch, we watched the films, and so I remember seeing some of all fears when I was quite young, and then like later on going back to um, the the nineties ones with um, Harrison Ford. So I've, yeah, I've got a bit of it, but like, there's a reason why people will say this is like generic and cliche, and it's like because things like Tom Clancy books and Tom Clancy stories set that template with things like yeah. Hunt for the Red October. Which is like a classic, you know, thriller, you know, um, military thriller, I think yeah. you could call it. And it's like, well, yeah, there's a reason why you think it's cliche is because he set up the cliches back yeah. in the back in the 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're right, it is cliche, but it's because that's what it's based on. It's like, yeah, it's and, like, <laughs> and that's the thing, like there isn't this, this, this film's, there's nothing really offensive or bad about this film. No. It's 
it hits all the beats that it yep. intends to. It, you know, it's got some great action in there. There it's... is some, yeah. There is there are some great action scenes. I will say, yeah, that. some hand to hand combat. Like the uh, the scene in the at the prison was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the yeah the shootout scenes. There's some really like tense, genuinely tense shootout scenes. Yeah. Um, and it feels like, I think with this, like there's elements of it where you feel like it's a bit John Wick. Yeah. But it does feel a little bit more real than that. Yeah, particularly I'm where they glad it sort of dialed back the yeah. the wickness. Yeah, because there was a bit of wickness going on, but then it's also, and this is more than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be more one man on a mission. Hmm. But one, it's man more, one man, one alone, alone, betrayed, betrayed by, his, by the country, by the country he, loves. he loves. Yeah, <laughs> I thought there was going to be more of that, but it's actually quite like team based. Yeah, um, and you can tell from the way that like the actors hold themselves and the way they clear rooms and the way they shout and all the rest of it, it seems very real. Like it seems yeah. very like clearly they've spent time training with special forces and like this is how you clear a room, this is how you cover with someone, this is how this is how you deal with a sniper, how you would go about doing it. And it feels that much more real because of that. Which is cool, mm. I appreciate. But I just oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I just Yeah, it just didn't blow my mind. No. Like me, me it was it had some cool stuff in there. Like I've been reading a lot recently about um uh, like Navy SEALs and like yeah. watching no like I'm reading a book by a guy called Jocko Willink read a book by a guy called David Goggins and like watching some of the like the, like, the amazing stuff that they do for like training and stuff and you can see that they've done that in here like, yeah. you can see that they've really thought about the fact that because John's a Navy SEAL yeah. and that's who like David Goggins and Jocko Willink both SEALs and you can see that level of like precision and teamwork yeah because that's what it is it's not one man alone it is the navy seals are a team yeah you know and uh yeah it's you can see all that stuff in there but it doesn't it never and this is going to sound awful it never like really pops yeah at any point yeah i know it's i don't know what it is i don't know what's missing it's like I can't put my finger on what it is that's not quite there. I mean, like again, Michael B. Jordan is predictably great because yeah. he always is. He, he's yeah. like he's really intense, and he's and he, you buy into him completely as a character, um, and he's a great choice for this role. And I hope that, despite the fact that he doesn't seem to be being received particularly well, mm. um, and they but they did set up a sequel, and the idea was they were always going to try and make at least two of these because there are two in the all the books there is without remorse which is about um his origin story which is this yeah and then the they then have one other one which is called rainbow six which was based around him and then the rest of them were like he was he's a supporting character in the ryan series but the only two where they are literally he's the protagonist of the story are those two stories yeah but then rainbow six then spins off into its own thing and has become like a massive like video game franchise as well because that's the other mm -hmm. part of tom clancy now is video games yeah you've got ghost recon you got the division uh, the division you got um hawks the um yeah, flight yeah. simulator one so like the tom clan fucking loved hawks yeah man. see that's the thing so good at that game <laughs> yeah so like it makes sense like when they, when they say when they saying that that's the thing i like i like the idea of connected universes and i feel like this is it warrants one because it is such it is quite a wide universe yeah. but it's like this like espionage thriller like real world they do you know political stuff and it's like this is really interesting mm -hmm. so it'd be cool if they could get a franchise up and running where everything was interconnected and like 
there's nothing they've done in this that contradicts what's currently going on with the John Krasinski series. Yeah. So you could, in theory, have Krasinski turn up in... Like, that could be a way of selling it. If they were to so go... Was Jack Ryan in Rainbow Six? Or no. is it... Okay, so if um, they were to adapt, say, I don't know, uh, Clear and Present Danger, is that yeah. one, like that one into uh, a, like a series? They, that's It's semi, it's very similar to what they've done in Series 2 of Jack Ryan. It's okay. Clear and Present Danger. It's similar, not the same. Right. And there, there is a character in both series of Jack Ryan. So he was a guy who was in Series 1 and he comes back in Series 2 who's very, who's like... Basically, their equivalent of John Clark, but they never actually called him John Clark. Right. He's like, yeah, he leads the um the the you know the, the infiltration teams and the actual the, the action stuff. Yeah. But they never called him that, and I I thought it as I was watching it because I've been watching some of the season two the other day. I was like, wait, are they saying this guy's John Clark? And they go, no, like specifically, this this is his name. It's not John Clark. I'm like, okay. So again, there's there's nothing. There are shared characters, like there's Greer, who we have. Yeah. So Greer is like, Jack's like, he's his superior in a lot of ways, and it's his boss at the CIA. And so in the in the early films, he was played by James Earl Jones, and even to a point where James Earl Jones carried over in the same way that like Julie Dench did. So oh, okay. he was, he was um, Greer in Hunt for the Red October when it was... Um, Alec uh, Baldwin yeah and then they were, when they swapped out for Harrison Ford he continued to play Greer oh okay cool for the next, so he played Greer for like three movies all the way through to yeah, yeah. Clear and Present Danger and then he wasn't in the other two movies but he what he has he's a big part of the series Wendell Pierce plays him in the series and in this they have um, Jodie Turner-Smith playing Lieutenant Greer and I when I first saw that on the page I thought oh right so they've, they've gender swapped it and it's it's queer, but now it's a woman. Yeah. But then they go in like they the, say that they it's... say straight away, oh, I've worked with your uncle, and he said he speaks very highly of you. Yeah. And it's Jim Greer. I was like, ah, oh, right, okay. So again, they could quite easily say that that Jim Greer that he's talking about is Wendell is, Pierce. Is from... her uncle? Yeah, and that's oh yeah, that's her uncle. So there's nothing they've done to contradict it yet. So it could work. I just don't know if they'll do it. I think they'll they'll like scrap it and go, no, oh, no, it didn't work again. Yeah. De- they're definitely doing a season three of. John uh, of Jack Ryan. Okay, they've confirmed that. And yeah, got... because that's going quite well. It's going it? right. It's yeah, it's quite good. well received. Like, yeah, people like it, and Krasinski's great. To be yeah, fair. he's probably the best of all the actors who've done it. But like, mm. yeah, well, because he he, yeah, like from everything that I've seen so far, like when you see in season one where he's like he's he's got PTSD, but he's also like a charismatic guy, and he can also deliver the analytical side but he can also deliver a gunshot yeah you know like uh, convincingly yeah whereas it's not like he's not just reading off a sheet and like harrison ford never really looked comfortable with like a gun in his hand no he didn't unless it was a dl44 sort of thing but then like michael B. jordan absolutely nails this yeah. sort of characterization oh, of this yeah. like super hardened seal Who's yeah, that, the that, one thing that did make me cringe, like cringe to my very, very core, what? <laughs> was right at the start when he just like says a flippant comment to Jamie Bell's character, and he's like, "Oh, you're the you're the funny one," and he's like, and then they're like, "No, he's the badass." Oh no! Someone said, "No, he's the smart ass." 
And he's yeah, like, actually, I, I don't, I'm the smart ass. I'm the smart He's ass. the badass. He's more like the yeah. badass. And you're like, like, yeah, you're right. Ugh. I know, I know. That was a massive eye roll moment, wasn't it? But but then he he is like. But then, no yeah, way. well, yeah. Then he there's no other know, way. Then he turns up. Uh, but the, yeah, like the like the opening shot of the movie is that thing where they're coming out of the water. Yeah, and he just drags the gun. It's, just, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wicked. Like, oh, what? That's the thing. Like the action scenes are so good, and like, and he's obviously done them, like done all his due diligence and done it all so well. That's like, I'll watch that. Like, I'll watch an hour of him, like, kicking ass because mm. he's fucking great and he should be yeah. an action star. And it's like, yeah, this is awesome. He's um, brilliant and, like, he completely, completely goes into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's the... I don't know. It just didn't feel like it had any... F- it, it, there wasn't a lot of... Nobody felt like they were having... There was... The, didn't feel like I was having a lot of fun with it. No, because it, it, it like, it's really serious and yeah. it's really dark, and it's re- everyone's really cross, and it's like I get it because it is dealing with some like really serious subject matters. But there are points of levity that you can have mm. within these things, and I think that might be it. I think it feels yeah, very. I don't know if that's something we've come to expect from modern because you don't in early in like yeah nine, early nineties movies and and. Early noughties, it wasn't so much a thing. Like I'm thinking about like Michael Mann movies specifically. Yeah, like there aren't many moments of levity in things like Heat and Collateral. They're pretty dark, like movies. Whereas, but like they don't tend to get made now. Like most action movies have got a light tone to them these days. Mm -hmm. And you do get you get exceptions where you get like John Wick, but even John Wick has some fun about it. Yeah, I mean, whereas this like doesn't have that. I don't know if it would be a case of having a comic relief character in there that would just feel forced and sort of like, do you know what I mean? There's something that it's the tone of it. You have to change, but not in a hand fisted way, which is Mm. a tough thing to do. Um, I don't know. But at the same time, yeah, any, it would feel like undermined. Like, so that scene on the plane you were talking about, it feels like it's undermining what's going on. Yeah. It's like, why is he joking and laughing around when like this terrible tragedy has happened to him? Because this, we haven't really talked about the plot, but like we said, the plot is pretty paper thin. It's a revenge story. Yeah. It's a revenge. It's it's one of yeah. them. It's a, it's a standard. Yeah, one man alone <laughs> going, yeah. going on revenge. But you've kind of seen it. You've seen you know, Jason Bourne has done this kind of plot. Yeah. Bourne, uh, Bond's done this kind of plot. Yeah. So it's nothing particularly special. It's done well. Yeah. And there are some like brutal like the scene where you know the inciting incident happens yeah is brutally executed and well acted by yeah um michael b and everybody involved like yeah yeah but this there's, there's some odd casting as well isn't there like yeah <laughs> I, th- I was like who's thinking who's he talking about oh yeah him yeah i don't get that i don't like i could have got it if it wasn't for the last scene that's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So we're talking about Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell is in this and he plays like uh, Ritter, who's again, he's another character who's a reoccurring character in the Jack Ryan films and books. Um, so yeah, he was in Clear and Present Danger. Um, but he, yeah, so he's like a junior CIA officer who's sort of, I say junior only in the sense that it's Jamie Bell playing him. Yeah, and but Jamie then you Bell, remember no? that Jamie Bell's like 
a year or so older than I am. Yeah, but he doesn't look it though, does he? he no, looks he doesn't 12. look it. <laughs> like, I don't care how much facial hair he grows, yeah. he still looks 12. Like, he still... And he doesn't wash, and he just looks a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like a, a, a scruffy teenager. Is it, No, I'll tell you what happened. It's like, he, he did, he was Billy Elliot, and then his dad sent him down the mines, and now he's just come back out. <laughs> That's why he looks knackered. <laughs> well, can I say, like, so he's... Mild spoilers about this. So he's CIA operative. Yeah. But Jack Ryan's a CIA analyst. Yeah. So, and by the end of this... Jamie Bell gets a promotion. To director. So then he's now Jack Ryan's... Boss. Director. In theory. Okay. Although just the idea of him being the director is fucking insane. Like, yeah. The idea of him, like maybe like section chief or something, they can promote. I could get that he would get a promotion maybe. Hmm. But just the idea of him becoming the director of the CIA yeah. is fucking mental. Because in that scene that you showed me yesterday, like isn't... Isn't Ritter like deputy director? Yeah, he's like deputy director of operations or something. Yeah. He's not. He's not never the boss. Right? <clears throat> I, don't think, I don't think Ritter ever becomes the boss. I don't know. Let's think. I haven't read the books. I've only seen the movies. Yeah. So the continuity gets a bit muddled. But like, ne- like they never get up to like the people who Jack reports to are like middle management basically. It's like Greer mm. or Ritter or whatever. But he never like goes right to the top until and then he starts getting there. So he then. Yeah, clear and present danger. He ends up getting called into the room with the president and giving okay. the president briefings and all the rest of it. And as the books go on, my understanding is Jack Ryan actually becomes the president. Okay, as it goes on, which is interesting. Why not? Um, so that obviously takes a completely different turn. But even in those books, I feel like John Clark is still like his man in the field sort of thing. Yeah, and then sets up this whole this idea of there being an international anti-terrorism task force, Rainbow Six. Yeah, which they tease at the end of this like setting up like a Marvel movie I hope they get a chance to make it I really do I hope they do I um, think they will at some point get to Rainbow Six just sheerly from the popularity that exists within the video game franchise yeah. video games and comics as well like. yeah I feel like this this might be this might be something whereby it's a bit like the uh, the new Tomb Raider film with um, Alicia Vikander yeah Whereas, like, it didn't, it wasn't massively well received. It didn't make a lot of money, but through sheer force of like, because the other thing with this is John Michael B. Jordan was the producer on it. Yeah. So I feel like through his own, he'll take on board all the feedback and everything, and go right. We're gonna push forward and make the second one. I'm committed to playing this part and being this character, but yeah, I'm gonna, I want to be more picky with my director or yeah. the scriptwriter. Also, again, they had Tyler Sheridan came in on this, which excited me because he's a great writer. Like, and I know you love his stuff. Yeah. Um, and he wrote things like you know Sicario and Wind River and um, oh, what was the one with Chris yeah, Pine? Yeah, it now. <sighs> yeah, that one. Shit, what's it called? Hell or High Water. That's it. Hell or High Water. Yeah. So he's written a lot. That's a good. Film, that's a great man. film. That's a great film. Uh, yeah. And he's oh my there. god, I forgot how much I love that film. Yeah. So, but like he, when I saw him attached as being the the scriptwriter for this, I was like, okay, this is going to be something special. This is going to yeah. elevate it. It felt, but then you realise that as you're watching, it's like he did a rewrite on it. He didn't write it from scratch. Yeah. Like if he was, so you know, if they were to push forward with Rainbow Six and just give him like, right, here's the book, adapt it. Yeah. And let him do the script from the get go. Then maybe we'd be in a different place. And the same with the direction. The direction seems a bit. Yeah, the directions are bit odd it's a bit just a bit standard isn't it although the guy who directed it did also direct um sicario 2 yeah uh, let me get his name up 
Stefano Solima. Stefano Solima, yeah, he directed um, Without Remorse, um, Scario 2, and a lot of the TV show Zero Zero Zero, which I watched recently as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is pretty, again, competently directed, but nothing nothing mind-blowing. Um, so he's a good pair of hands, but I think maybe you just like to elevate this material past its sort of... Because, again, like people will accuse it of being quite generic. To elevate it, you need... You know, I don't know, who who would you get? I don't know, like, get Sheridan to direct it. And you look at some of the, like, some of the scenes that are in... Stuff like Sicario, Wind mm. River, like, um, yeah, if he were to be able to do this, is like in his sort of Sheridan esque modern day Western style because yeah. it would fit that mold, yeah. But yeah, but also when you're saying about like the continuity of this this film and it moving forwards, don't forget, like, Michael B. Jordan's just about to move on to do Creed 3, yeah, and he's starring and directing, yeah, so. He might be a bit busy. Yeah, that, well, it could be. But if somebody else picks it up as a franchise and he acts in a production role or producer role, yeah, it? maybe. But like, I just feel like I feel like he probably will do it. Like he like he wouldn't have signed on to it if he didn't. He wants a franchise. He wants more. He doesn't want to pin everything on Creed. Mm. Um, so I think he yeah he knows full well that in signing up for it, he's signing up for more than one film. Um, so I think maybe he like in his mind, it's like well, I'll do a Creed, and then two years later, I'll do a John. Clark, and then I'll do it, and then in between, do things like um, Just Mercy and stuff. Yeah. So that's the other, because that's, yeah, he produced that. These two things he's produced so far have been Just Mercy and Without Remorse. Yeah. So, yeah, he's obviously he's willing to mix it up. Um, so I think, yeah, like you say, Creed 3 is obviously going to be the next thing he's doing, and he's going to direct it. He's come out and spoken about how Sly is not going to be in it. And he's, he's you know, the idea is that we. Oh, is he not in it at all? No. Okay. Sly said that, and then Michael Jordan like clarified and talked about it. He said, "Look, Sly basically said that you know the idea of Creed two, the way we left it, was that that was the end of Rocky's story, and we're now yeah. going to pick up with the characters that we established, i.e., him and um, it's Alicia, I think, isn't it? The, mm. His um, who played by Tessa Thompson, and like push on their story and not rely so much on Rocky anymore. I'm like, great, that's exactly what Brilliant. that, that that's, that's exactly what it needs. That was, and the way they ended it off, it felt like that's what it was going to be at the yeah. end of Creed 2. They very much wrapped that up. But anyway, we're digressing into Creed. Um, but anyway, Without Remorse is fine. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be the, the most popular selling DVD ahead of Father's Day. Yeah. This year, yeah. I'd, well, I've already said to my dad, you should watch this because he will. He will. He like. He, I think it's this. What it is it's this year's extraction. Yeah. Although I don't. I think extraction from an action point of view. I think extraction, extraction did a bit better. Did a bit better with the action, but that's because it was directed by a stuntman. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So of course the action was better. Yeah. Like, do you know what, like get that guy in to direct your, your second unit stuff on the sequel. Get yeah. Get the guy that yeah exactly. Combine these two films and have, without remorse, directed by, or, or having, like you say, second unit directed by that guy. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Because also the plot was like, yeah, anyway, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the plot, yeah, Russians. Russians, er, Americans, CIA, spy games, but not. Like, it wasn't, it, there was never, it was never really established. They never thought it any further than the end of their nose. No. It was just, it was just the character move you one step forward, 
yeah exactly rather yeah. than anything else and, and it was just to tidy it up at the back end but it, it doesn't really make any sense no and it's just like I think by nature of it because like the, the Jack Ryan ones they tend to be a little bit more intricately plotted mm-hmm. by nature of the fact that he's an analyst and so the yeah. idea is that like you know the the plots that he has to uncover are more complicated and like yeah. and more and it's the little details that he has to find so it's more like an investigative type thing whereas with John Clark it's more point and shoot so I feel like as a result of that the plot does end up being a bit more basic yeah um, having said that I haven't read the book so for all I know it could be a very complicated like conspiracy plot in without remorse the book that isn't translated into the film um, because I haven't read a lot of the sort of the feedback from the movie yet but from what I understand a lot of people are unhappy that they didn't adapt the book very well okay they've kind of done their own thing and just put the name without remorse on it um, and people saying that like a lot the first half of the book is just you establishing his family and his wife and all the rest of it yeah and then that because that gets resolved so quickly because it doesn't have half the impact that it does when you're reading the book and it's like yeah. I, I totally get that but at the same time when you're making a movie you want to get to the point don't you so yeah. <laughs> like and there, there are yeah there, and that's but there are a few things in here as well because she's like when they talk about like the the inciting incident of what causes him to go on this revenge mission um and his wife's like don't stay down listening to music really loud all night yeah in in the basement in the dark with loud headphones on yeah don't don't go into that don't and and it's like it's like it's really heavily like right how can we find a way to stop Superman from finding out this thing, like, yeah, oh, he's in a lead-lined room in a in the basement under Fort Knox, which has got speakers above it and something around yeah, it. And yeah, but like, true, like, but he's listening. You're right. He's listening to music, but then they cut the power, so the music turns off. Yeah, but so it he, takes, he, like he immediately is up and like with a gun in his hand, like. But he's not away. immediately though, because by that point they're already in the house. they're already in the house and she's yeah. been killed. No, not she's not already been killed. He's coming up the stairs, isn't he? He's, ta- he's taken out a couple of them as he's coming up the stairs and he just gets there too late. I don't remember. No. But like, because I remember that she's been shot by the time... By the time he gets to the room. By the time he gets to the room, like, she's been shot. Because they, but at the, the same pro- time, The problem is yeah. they've got this giant house that they can afford on a military salary. Um, somehow. <laughs> is it massive, impressive, modern architecture fucking... Yeah, because yeah. it's America and that's, that's just how it is. Anyway... We're, we're digressing without remorse um, if you're looking for something to watch it's worth a watch yeah it's a um, standard action film it's pretty, pretty standard action film um, if nothing else if you like Michael B. Jordan watch it because yeah. Michael B. Jordan's great yeah um, so if if yeah and and he's predictably great he's you know I was saying to, I was saying to you as we were watching it's like the thing with him is like he never make, like this isn't a great film but he never makes crap films he? He, always, he always picks something really good and then Jamie Bell showed up and I went oh yeah fat full stick yeah, I forgot about that. That's a shame. Yeah, I think that's literally the one blemish on his like. If you were to look down his IMDb, the one thing where you can say categorically that is a bad film. Is oh, that's really, really. Oh bad. yeah, no, it's like famously bad, but everything else is like at worst mediocre. I'm trying to find. So yeah, like because there was. Yeah, because he's done stuff like that. He did Fruitvale Station. Yeah, Fruitvale Station. There we go. Yeah. Fahrenheit 451. That was a bad film. That wasn't good, actually, was it? No. No. There's a film called That Awkward Moment, which isn't good either. But you, you've you definitely seen that because it's a rom-com. Oh, fuck you. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he's not pretty dumb like too many. Bad he's pretty things, usually he's, he's pretty, pretty good, good at picking them. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a quick. We're just doing a quick episode this week, so we want to talk about that. I think uh, next week we're probably going to talk about Nomadland. Yes, because that is out and it's available on Star. Yeah. Um, which is the, on Disney Plus, so we'll watch that and record on that. Hopefully, we'll, um, we'll be able to get some stuff out of that. That's obviously That'd be good. The Oscar-winning uh, best director and best picture one as well, isn't it? I think. I think so. Um. So yeah, we'll watch that and talk about that next week, um, and potentially as well. I kind of want to watch Stowaway. I know you said you were going to watch it at some point. Yeah, um, I do. What? Yeah, I do want to see that. Stowaway looks so stupid. I love it because <laughs> we get one of these every couple of years, don't we? With Stowaway, it's one of those like space survival films. Space survival, oh, is it? Not, so there's not, like not gravity, everyone. There's the Marsh. There's the Martian. Yeah, there's... not not everyone can survive this mission. All right, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to compile a list. Yeah. Of of how often we get them, yeah, it's literally one a year. You get one a year, yeah, and so they do slightly different things. So they had like remember life, yeah, that was one, yeah. I remember, and yeah, I maintain with life that life would have been a significantly better film if Alien had never come out. Well, no, because I think it was that year Life came out, and so did Alien Covenant, and Life was the better Alien film that year. Yeah, like, <laughs> um. But yeah, so that looks interesting. Although I just I can't get so the the premise of Stowaway is a a manned mission to Mars. Three astronauts are on a um, mission to Mars. They've calculated everything perfectly, so they're able to get there. And yet they take off with one of the ship's engineers passed out in a like he like he passed out whilst he was working on the ship, and then they took off and they didn't notice the additional like. 100 kilograms worth of weight that was like that would have thrown them all off and probably caused the whole shuttle to crash yeah. they didn't notice until they were already in space and now they've got to deal with the fact that there isn't enough oxygen and food and everything for four people because they planned everything meticulously for three but not so much they didn't notice the weight of a fourth person yeah. as they were taking I off. really want to know <laughs> what, how that works out like, I, yeah because yeah it's bollocks like, I love, but I love it I love that idea um, so we might talk about that as well as Nomadland, which will be a lot more serious and subdued, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway. But gonna... interestingly, Nomadland is also based on a book, isn't it? So okay. I might... Um, Obviously you'll read it. I might crack on with that. Obviously I won't. Yeah. I don't read. You're good at books. There's some books over there. I haven't read most of them. Anyway, right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of them are kids' books, looking at it, actually. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, it's picture books. Um, right. Thanks for listening. Why are there so many colouring books? Um, I struggled to keep it inside the lines. Um, right, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back for Down Bed Land and potentially Stowaway. And yep. it won't be too long now. We'll hopefully be able to get back to the cinema. I want to be able to go to the cinema. I know, I know. I want to see Kong. I want to I see. really Kong. want to see. I was so tempted the other day. I was like, what, just rent it or whatever? Just watch it. No, I've got to see God, Monkey Lizard strong. Punch. Monkey Lizard Punch. Monkey Lizard Punch. In IMAX. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, we'll do it. Anyway, oh. thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. I mean, bye. Bye. One man. Alone. Alone. Betrayed by the country he loves. This country, we love this country, but the country didn't love us back. <laughs> like, we gave everything. Literally, we, 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 what was it? He had that line where it was just like, 
we did what we did because of what we thought America could be. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, all right. What we could do for our country, not what a comfort country could do for no, us. Not, not what America is, but what it could be. And I believe that it could be better. Co-opting Kennedy's phrase and just spitting on it. 